Hi, I'm Maya. And I'm Tara. And welcome to Murder, Maya and Me. This is a weekly podcast that has a healthy dose of true crime mixed with the things that we find interesting and topical. You can find us on social media at Murder, Maya and Me. We are both on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like what we're doing, we'd be really grateful if you could leave us a five-star review. But if you don't like what we're doing, we'd really love to hear from you. So please send us your feedback and we will do our best to get better and better. Now for the podcast. In the podcast today, we are covering the abduction and murder of Italia Balutavicia. Apologies for the pronunciation, that's probably wrong. Uh, this is a case that's less well known, um, but took place in Petersburg in the UK and has crossed over into um, different European countries. But we'll discuss that as we um, work through the case in the podcast. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, this is Murder, Maya and Me with me, Tara. And me, Maya, and I'm going to sneeze in a minute. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so as Maya did the intro this week, uh, we're talking about a guy who is known as Remus Van Clovis. But I'm a bit confused because he changed his name. So I'm not sure what his if name was his, before. Yeah. But definitely Van Clovis is his last name. Yeah. And he is also known as the Satnav Killer. Yep. Um, we came across this case because I saw a programme and I thought, God, I've never ever heard of that. And it just seemed really dark and um, grim. And it's also... Uh, occurred in Peterborough, which I have a bit of a history with Peterborough. Not like a, I, I don't really know it really well, but it, I used to live up um, in the area, not too far from there. So I know Peterborough a little bit. And I was going to give some stats about Peterborough, but maybe I'll do that later. But uh, basically, the lady that was um, murdered was a lady called Vitalia Balutavicia. We don't know if we're pronouncing that correctly. We've done our it, best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're not, sorry, we're, we're trying. Um, and so we're probably just going to keep calling her Vitalia. Yeah. So we're not trying to be disrespectful, but no. I don't want to keep saying... Stumbling uh, over it, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, so she was a lady who came to the UK, and I'm always really fascinated, like, Peterborough really is a bit of a yokely place yeah be known yeah uh, have you ever been there i don't think so no well it's it's got a nice cathedral um i feel like i might have driven like uh, stopped off there at some point but not not that i know it's, of it's the, so the reason why i know it is because it was about an hour from where i used to live and um it was one of those places that everyone used to go on school trips because it had a big cathedral but you know, I might have been there on a school yeah. thing. The other the reason I know it is because um, where I used to live on the train line, Peterborough was the last stop. So on, I can't tell you the number of times that my ex-husband and his friends used to go into London, get absolutely hammered, and then I'd and get a phone call and say, uh, yeah, we fell asleep on the train. Uh, can you pick us up from Peterborough? And I'd be like, no. Oh, well, this is the last train. I'd be like, oh, for God's sake. Um so yeah. Taxi, yeah, they did on more than one occasion. Did they? Seriously, yeah. That's yeah. what I'd do. My friend used to work for the BBC, so I won't say about what he used to do, but um he used to charge it to their account. <laughs> so yeah. I know there's plenty of people out there that do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Russell Brown apparently um used to rinse his Oh yeah. His uh, his like 
BBC or whatever. I don't know whether it's BBC account. But anyway, this particular person whose name I will not mention used to regularly be charging these taxes. And I was like, because I got bored of being the taxi. Oh, yeah. So that's how I know Peterborough. Um, I haven't really spent a huge amount of time there. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just... It's one of those weird places. Somebody once tried to tell me that it was a city and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, but... Whatever. Does it not feel like one? I don't know. I think it's a like a big town. Yeah. But I find it weird. Like, say, when you hear Vitalia moved from Lithuania to Peterborough, I'm like, well, why'd you go there then? Yeah. There is a big East European um, community in the in the east of England because there's lots of land there. There's lots of agriculture and and they work the land really well because obviously we know that the people in this country don't really want to do those kinds of jobs because they're bloody hard jobs yeah, and they're yeah. really hard physical labour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I do know that. Fun fact, uh, apparently Peterborough used to be part of Northamptonshire, but it's not anymore, it's part of Cambridgeshire. Okay. Which I didn't know that. Yeah, I did think, I didn't know that it was part of Cambridge, so when we were looking at the case and they kept coming for Cambridgeshire Police, I was like, oh, I for some reason yeah. hadn't pegged it as being in Cambridgeshire. Yeah. Not that my geography's any good, but... Well, I, I was like... Um, figuring out like where the boundary lines are but mm. I won't bore everyone with that anyway <laughs> but yeah she came to the UK specifically to Peterborough in 2010 um I don't think there's much I tried to find out much about her life before there wasn't um, there's not because this case is I don't think it was that high profile no weird it, it, somehow it slipped it just didn't get that much we, yeah. we've only found a few little things on it haven't we yeah. there's not been a huge amount of information yeah um and I think that's, it's probably not quite nice for her to have her her life private. Yeah. I Do mean, you know what I mean? Sometimes it, with these high profile cases, the yeah, victim gets like so much, last time. so much um, invasion sometimes into mm. their personal lives before and often can be scrutinised for things like, oh, maybe, you know, they deserve it for this, that and the other, which oh. is so horrible, isn't it? Are you thinking about that girl who, the chef lady that disappeared and they... They've never found her. She just disappeared. Oh, really? No, I'm not. I'm just thinking generally. Oh, yeah. Because often that does happen when there when there's a, not an, an immediate answer as to what's gone on. Mm. They start to look into the victim's life, don't yeah. they? It's so often the case it, with prostitutes, yeah. killings. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, well, they're a prostitute. They put themselves at harm by being. Oh, sorry, sex worker. Yes. Should be correct in my terminology. Yeah, no, I do apologize. no, no, no. Um, but do you know what I mean? That's why sometimes it's quite nice when a victim's previous life is kept. Yeah. We know that she was in an abusive domestic relationship with her killer. Yep. And she had divorced him, though. So she, again, this is going back to episode two, coercive control. When are they most at risk? When you've actually got away from them, usually. Um, And she had a son, a 10-year-old son, who obviously, I think he was like the centre of her world. And everyone that they sort of quoted had, who had said that they had any contact with her while she was in the UK said that she was really hardworking and yeah. she was just trying to create a life for her and her son. Which yeah. So many people are. Yeah. Right? yeah. So so the killer, as we said, his name's been Clovis. It's, he, I don't really want to focus too much on what his name is because he's obviously a complete wanker. I think that's the technical <laughs> term. Um, he followed her from Lithuania to the UK and he... oh so they were married in Lithuania uh-huh. I yeah, see yeah. I just had assumed they'd moved over together no he followed right. her to so the he UK. left she left sorry she left the yep. country and that is often the case with Eastern European women 
that is they, that they, they've been in an abusive relationship mm. in Lithuania and their way of getting away from it is to move out of the country. Yeah. Because so. it's, I think it's a quite, it feels like a safe country because our our law system is not so corrupt compared to some of the Eastern European countries and has more support for domestic abuse situations, maybe. To, yeah, I have to say, I don't really know much about places like, even Poland, you know, there's... There's a big Polish community in this country. I don't really yeah. know about the law or no. or any of that kind of stuff. But um, I know fragments of information, but not enough mm. to be sure about any mm. anything. So yeah, so she moved to the UK, and um, he followed her, and then he assaulted her. Now, from the information that I read about, I think you read it as well. He was arrested for that, wasn't he? Yeah. But then he jumped bail. Yeah. And no, uh, I don't know if he jumped bail. Yes. No. I'm pretty sure that he jumped bail because he then came back six months later and that's when he killed her. Oh. So, yeah, it was February 2011 because that's when he changed his name. So this is why I'm confused about his whether his real name is Remus, Ben Clovis, or something else. Because there's lots of like little videos and things on YouTube if you want to Google... Um, the story, and he changed his name and got back into the UK. Yeah. And um, what happened was is that she, obviously, she tried to get away from him because of the domestic violence situation. She'd divorced him. She'd done the best she could. Um, he came over to the UK, assaulted her, jumped bail, and then six months later, presumably when she was probably starting to feel a bit safer, um, and abducted her off the street essentially um yeah because she was leaving for work wasn't she when she mm, was abducted yeah um yeah and it was it's shocking that interview with the son yeah when their first sort of interview they had with anyone to find out what might have happened is the son basically says i think it's my dad mm-hmm. and what else did he say he said um, that his dad had said to him, I'm going to kill mum and leave you in a children's home. God, isn't that horrible? And he's like, he was 10, I think, 9 or 10. Yeah. So he, I think the police obviously, after that, after interviewing his son, because she was reported missing, she was going to work, she didn't arrive at work, did she? No. They were, she was reported missing like the day after she should have been at work. Yeah. Um, because from all accounts, she was, you know, really reliable, devoted mum. And then um, they interviewed her son and he said, that his dad had said that he was going to kill her and yeah. just put him in a children's home. Yeah. And so from that point, they, they probably then thought, oh, Christ, especially when they maybe looked back at his arrest. Well, I don't know from, from February because they didn't mention that. But then when they rang him, he was, they said, to, you know, when you ring a dial tone and it's yeah, not a UK yeah. dial tone. Yeah. But he denied being back in the UK at all since February. Yeah. So um, the police, I don't know, I don't know how they do this but they tracked his phone didn't they yeah they uh they got i think they got his um records of his phone yeah. activity and it showed up saying that he had like a welcome text into the uk because yeah. your phone records will show you yeah. who you've called what text Ooh. you've received yeah you know those texts you get welcome yeah. to whatever like movie yeah. star i think yeah. it's one that always makes me laugh i think it's because <laughs> slightly like porn star yeah, yeah. not that i have aspirations to be either to be fair <laughs> But um, 
Oh, I've completely lost the plot. Where I'm going to go? <laughs> yeah, they they tracked him and they they recognised that he his location was roughly in Dover the day before she went missing. Yeah, and I'm a great believer. Look, I do believe in coincidences. I do think coincidences happen. Not that I'm saying that word very well, but I also feel like if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably going to be a duck. Yeah. So this guy's got a history of domestic violence. She divorced him because he's got domestic violence. He follows her to Peterborough and assaults her in front of their kid. Yeah. And then buggers off. He's probably not... You know, if he then appears in the UK, lies about the fact he's in the UK, and it happens to just be the day before she then goes missing, probably it's, something yeah. to do with him, isn't it? It starts to stack up, doesn't it? You get one fact, yeah, and that fact you know, can't stand yeah. alone, and then you get three or four more things that start to yeah. build upon each other. Well, that's my coffee machine, sorry about that. <laughs> but I think, like, there are... Oh, Jesus. There are cases of, like, coincidences happening, isn't there? And things happening, and people are like, you know, that's such a ridiculous coincidence, and, and they go to jail based on people are like, hmm, that's a bit fishy. Yeah. But in this instance, he lied about the fact he was in England as well, didn't he? And I think that that's what they took into account. Exactly. And and there was too much, in this case, too much pointing the finger at him and no one else. Without a doubt. Yeah, there was literally no other suspects. Yeah. So, so, yeah, he was also seen on CCTV and he had a green Mercedes minivan, whatever that might be. And do you know what creeped me out about his number plate? No. His number plate was ANU. 666, the number of the beast. Oh my god. Seriously? The devil. Yeah, I know, right? I don't believe in. But that is like the number that people say is like the devil's number, isn't it? Yeah. So, you do want to talk about the the video footage they've got? Oh, the CCT of her. So, they found CCTV of when she left to go to work, Mm. and she's like on the corner somewhere, and he comes out and he basically grabs her. Yeah. Um, and walks around the corner with her. Very obviously, she is not a p- acting participant to go with him. And he's got her under control and puts her in the back of the van, basically. Mm. Which is slightly out of shot, but you can yeah. see that he's getting into a van uh, with her. And then what they do is, they're like, right, so he's got her, she's in the van. We need to find out where that van, go- that van goes. So they get hold of his sat-nav, doesn't mm. it? Doesn't he? Mm. Don't. Oh, I can't speak today don't they <laughs> and um they are able to get the data from the sat nav so to begin with they've got all the destinations that you put in you know like you go on a sat nav you have your previous destinations you get That's a whole list a fancy sat nav though because my sat nav's so old i can't believe it would know all the stuff that his did the different sat navs are different stuff i suppose yeah it's got to collect, because of what you're thinking about, every time you drive down the road, it's got to ping information off something. It's like a phone. You, if your phone, in order to work Google Maps, you've got to yeah, have so. it on GPS. GPS. Yeah, location settings. So it's going to ping off things to say, right, you're here. Mm. You know, like Google Maps, it yeah. tells you how much traffic, and if yeah. you've got it on that system, then it's got to be live and show you where you are and know where other cars are. Yeah. Kind of creepy in a way, but useful in this circumstance. But this is what makes me laugh when people say, oh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that because I'm going off grid. Because actually, I don't know... That it's Genuinely, difficult. unless you live in the arse end of nowhere... Very difficult. To I don't know how you live off grid, you know? With um, technology, I think... Not if, anymore. If you have technology, it's pretty much yeah. impossible. 
if you've got a smartphone and the likes. If you watch those that those programs where they get like celebrities or people oh, to hunt celebrity hunters, yeah, I um I have seen that, but I'm like, well, I don't know. I reckon they must have some, some of the, the the first series. I think was quite good because it really did show you how difficult it is mm. to go missing in the UK. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To yeah. go to actively try and go missing. Yeah. Without, with still being alive. Obviously, there's yeah. missing cases all the time, but something's usually happened. Yes. Well, this is the thing, is that she just disappeared into the yeah, air, yeah. didn't she? It wasn't she did. like there was, yeah. there was nothing. No. Once, once that CCTV had been found, I think he was trying to deny it was him, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, We've gone off but the yeah, the, Sorry, yeah, the sat-nav. <laughs> so the sat-nav was... I mean, he's called the sat-nav killer. I've never heard of this case. No, as I have the haven't. sat-nav killer. No which is why I think we wanted to talk about it, even though we don't really know much about it, um, because it is so... It's not really been covered that much, has it? There's a there's a Crime Watch programme about it, yeah. and there's a BBC yeah. article, and that's about it, Yeah, really. I mean, there are... Um, it's a couple of YouTube a, videos. There's a policeman called Martin Brunning, and he was the guy, I think, who was instrumental in the, the, the fact that they yeah. managed to get him arrested and, and the likes. But what... Um, what he says, Martin Brunning says, is that he's pretty convinced that the road that he was parked on, this this Ben Clovis guy, um, was called Thistlemore Road. And Thistlemore? Thistlemore. Thistlemore. Thistlemore Road. And that they were, after 58 minutes after the sat-nav, um, sorry, 58 minutes after CCTV, the sat-nav showed them moving away from that area, and, and he's convinced that she was murdered in the UK really? in that 58 minutes. Um, that's interesting. Well, that's so as like soon as she put he put her in the van, he stayed there for fifty fifty eight minutes. And they said as well, her death was really quite Brutal. horrible. Yeah. In that he would strangle her, let her come back, uh-huh. so that she was she would know that she was being killed. I don't know how they know that though. I don't know. Or maybe it's the time because it took him an hour. Or can they tell from like? But the body? I don't know, because she wasn't found until... Quite a long time after. Yeah. Unless, he, unless he told them. No, he... I think he's denying it. He's is never he? admitted... Yeah, because his appeal is that... Oh, yeah. No, but his appeal is he didn't kill in the UK. Oh. It's not about, mm. I did it. It's about, it's about where I did it. jurisdiction. Yeah. So this is where there... So I found, like, some... Um, differences between the Little Crime Watch video that we watched and also the... The, the programme that I saw was, I can't remember his bloody name, is a journalist guy who was interviewing the policeman. And, and they talked about how she was found and located because what happened was he... They found the CCTV, they realised that the sat-nav had information on it and what they'd done is they, they'd got... Oh, it took them a long time, it took several months to get the information from the sat-nav and they had different teams. They said there was like two different lots of experts that managed to get the information off which i think is really important yeah and but from this this is the guy who said he hadn't come back to uk after february they found that he'd done a dummy run yeah so he planned that whole thing which i think is even more cool cold and calculating yeah especially when they had a kid together for god's sake never ceases to amaze me but then what am i talking about because you know he's prepared to take someone's life you don't care about a kid do you oh yeah no um so when they extradited him from Lithuania, they got the van and everything, mm-hmm. and there was zero forensic evidence found. And that's when they found the sat-nav. And that's when they started to look at um, 
Satnav because he'd programmed, if you remember from the, the video, he'd programmed places oh, in yeah. Lithuanian, in, in Peterborough, parts of Peterborough that said, good, maybe. And you immediately thought, oh, that might be where she might be. And I immediately thought, oh, God, does he mean like places that he's going to leave the body? So, uh, yeah, so I thought it'd be places that he thought he could find her. Yeah. Into, before he murdered her. Mm. Like, I don't know where she might be in yeah. Peterborough. But obviously he knew somehow. How, though? Like, that's so the other he thing. He must have been stalking her in some Probably. way. Probably. Or Social he knew media. people. It's quite easy to uh, But also, someone. like, people have this really creepy, messed up idea about love. Like, the whole, oh, you know, but he really loves her, so I'm so going to give him the information. Him, yeah. So they don't give understand. Another, give him another chance. Yeah, domestic violence. The people who've not been in that situation don't know much about it, don't Yeah. I mean, we don't know how he found out. So no, so this is supposition, but, so, but, yeah, he... The police searched for for Vitalia in the places that he put and they couldn't find her. But they decided they had enough evidence anyway to charge him with kidnap and murder. So um, they then managed to get all this information off the sat-nav and looked at... Is that your tummy? I think so. Why do we always have like random noises in our know. podcast? <laughs> Nothing about One day we'll have like a really fancy like recording studio and yeah. really fancy sound equipment and the dog won't be trumping and our stomachs won't be rumbling. Yeah, well mine never is because I'm never hungry because <laughs> I'm always eating. Um, or the coffee machine won't have been so noisy. Yeah, but yeah, well you know I kind of feel like it has to love our imperfections. Yeah, it adds character. I agree. It? Yes. And I don't want it to be too slick. I do like the slick podcast, but after a while I get a bit like... You need, you need a bit of light and shade. Well, this is why I like people like um, Mark and Bethan from Seeing Red and uh, is it Nadine and Bob from Twisted Britain. Yeah. Because they're not... Oh, it's just funny, isn't they're it? They're just... Yeah, hilarious. Chilled. Yeah. Chilled vibes. So, yeah, he, he has this journey, this whole journey. So, didn't he go from Peterborough... To Lithuania through France and Belgium and Poland and Germany and bloody goodness because my geography is pumped right. I'm gonna Google Maps well, how to. You're get... proper European, right? So, um, <laughs> proper European. Well, you are. I'm just like a, an English person who are notoriously crap at geography and <laughs> other languages. Um, but yeah, so through through finding the satnav, the police suddenly realised that there were absolutely hundreds of places that he could have stopped and disposed of her body. So they had to go through it all. Now, this is where there's disparity between the Crime Watch version and the McIntyre version. I can't remember his first name. Because the McIntyre version say that they went and looked at loads of places, but actually they they couldn't find her. Whereas Crime Watch say they went and looked in these places and they did find her. So whichever one you decide yeah, to so- believe. So what happens if you're going to drive to Lithuania, just to give a bit of context... You've obviously got to get, you get the tunnel, or yeah. the ferry. Yeah. But I assume you got the tunnel into France. Then you go through Belgium and um, Brussels, through Amsterdam, Netherlands. Oh yeah, they said. Go Netherlands. through Germany. You go through Poland, and that's where they found her, isn't it? Yeah. So obviously, the last country that you go through Penultimate before he yeah. gets to Lithuania. Mm. It's How Poland. like so that is not going to be a day's worth of driving. I was going to say that is not going to be a I'm popping down to Tesco's no, for an hour. That's a full twenty four hours driving. So he had I mean. her body in that vehicle all that time. What? A, 
Yeah, one just... one day it says to take if a solid. Day yeah, I was gonna say that's without any twenty four hours any sleeping. Yeah. Which you, so let's say two days really, isn't yeah, it? Really, I was gonna say for argument's sake, he had her in the van for two days and then disposed of her body in Poland. So, like I say, whichever one you believe, which I don't, because I don't know, they're, they're completely different. Um, she was found in a wooded area. She was sort of in a shallow grave in a wooded area in Poland. Yeah. Because what do they sat and have to see how long when he stopped? Because yeah. that's what they said. The data was not just when he was putting in the directions, but they any time the sat nav was on, yeah, they could see where he was driving yeah. and when he'd stopped, so they could pinpoint exactly where he was and and for how long and Which at what time. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Like from the technology, what they said on the when was this? Two thousand seventeen. Eleven. Oh, so yeah. it's not that. Long ago, so it must Google Maps would have been around. Whether he used that, yeah, but they sat actually nav. had a sat nav. Oh yeah, it was a box. Up, yeah, but then, like I say, there is some. Com- well, I say confusion. I'm confused because they're both completely different. Yeah, but this um, is the problem. There's not enough fact factual well, this information. Well, this is the modern age, isn't it? You know, anyone can write anything, or anyone oh, can yeah. say anything, and it's up there forever. You know, this is the Crime Watch program. I kind of. I kind of lean towards Crime Watch because I grew up with it, but then McIntyre was meant to be... And it came from the copper. The policeman, Martin Brunning, was being interviewed and he said, this is what happened. So what happened is they'd found all these places in different countries and he'd he'd contacted different countries the different jurisdictions. It was taking them a long time. And so by this stage, they're sort of a few weeks out from the trial. Yeah. And um, then the Polish police said, oh, in this area, that you know, one of these areas... We found the body of a woman, but we couldn't identify her. Yeah. And so what happened is then, obviously, they did DNA because they thought, Christ, you know, that, that ties up. Yeah. And that was when she was identified as But imagine Italian. if they hadn't... that She just would never have been linked. It is, it is chilling. It's chilling to watch that CCTV. I mean, I don't know. Is there any way we can share that on social media? Yeah, I can probably... Um, do like a screen Screen record or something yeah. and put it up on the it's Instagram. It's chilling. It, it is, is really chilling. chilling. Because you know that she... I always feel like that's really horrible. It's like when you see things before massive events, you know, like, it, it, it's something really haunting about it. Because you that, know... It, those it, last... That last video that probably... Of her life. Yeah. Those were the last notes of her life and it was caught yeah. on video. And the awful thing is that she was just metres from her home. Yeah. Just just literally metres from her and home. And during her daily walk to work, what she would yeah, have done so probably many times felt before. quite safe because yeah. he'd not been around for six months and... Yeah. I don't think you ever, when you've had really significant domestic violence like that, I don't think you 100% feel safe all the time. But I do but think... But you have to get on with your life, don't you? Of course you, you do. So your, your awareness is probably heightened. But every day that goes by that you don't hear anything, you're probably thinking, oh, thank God he's forgotten about me. Yeah. And she had to, she had to provide for her son. You know what I mean? She can't just keep herself up in the house. Mm. She was doing her best to move on do the best she could to look after her young son. Yeah. And try and have a happy life. And he came along and took that away from her, didn't he? Well, this is what the judge said about him, wasn't it? The fact that he essentially made his son an orphan because he, he murdered his son's mother. Yeah. And he's now in jail. So he got a life term with a minimum term... Sorry, life sentence with a minimum term of 20 years. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, better than nothing, mm. but twenty years. How old is he? Forty-seven. That's not really long enough, is it? 
minimum 20 years. But then, well, how much longer can you... Go? Like, that's still a life sentence, isn't it? Can you get much more? I guess he's... It, the minimum's 20 years, so... He can be in there for a Arguably, he might be there longer if he doesn't show any remorse or he hasn't rehabilitated himself inside. Not that I think people like this... To be honest, I don't think... I like the idea of giving everybody a chance and a second chance, but I do think that some people just cannot be re- rehabilitated. And I think 20 years is better than 10. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to be happy with what... Yeah, well, I suppose there might be a, a point of law where they have to give X amount of... Yeah, this is the thing. That they're, bound, they're bound by... In the UK, mm. there's, there's certain... Like, if you have done this, you get this many years, mm. isn't it? Whereas in America, I think it's more... There's more... It depends on there. the state in... Oh, yeah, I don't know. In, the, in America, I think... The, I think it's case by case. There's well, a, there's, like a, there's, guideline, there's guidelines, yeah. I believe, but in the end, they can make the decision to make it longer or less, I think. I believe. I don't know. I might be completely making Well, all, from all I remember from America is that you don't want to do anything in Texas. Yeah. Texas is like the worst place ever. Yeah. Not not the worst place ever in the world, but I mean the worst place to get Illegal. busted for yeah. anything because I think it's pretty draconian. However, I might be talking out on my bum. Well, America in general, that it's very money run, the prison mm. environment. In the UK, it's a state run system, isn't it? Yeah, but it's still... It's not privatised as much as it is in America. Mm, still so they kind of make money out yeah. of having prisoners, don't they, in America? Yeah, they kind of do that in the UK, though, depending on the system. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, I, I don't know the answers. I'm just... I don't know. I, I feel like... I don't know if 20 years is enough for him because he was so calculating and so... Like, determined, like, Jesus Christ, leave her alone. She's moved away from you. You've been nicked for assaulting her already. You've moved back to Lithuania. Can you not just move on, buddy? Yeah, I wonder what the maximum sentence you can have for... Because... In this country? Yeah. Life, no, like a full life tariff? Really? Yeah, there's not many people in this country that have that, though. It's it's, a really, it's really, really the worst of the worst of the worst. Whereas this is probably not... They're, and this is where I feel when like... You, when you put it in context of all murders in the UK, yeah. it's probably, although it's really horrible and really sad, there's been worse. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is, yeah. I think the thing for me that and we talked about this, um, is the fact that he strangled her and the judge said he thought that he sort of kept her between that point between where she was, she knew she was going to die and, and actually dying quite for quite a long time. And I think from the perspective of that, nobody knows that. I, I'm assuming that the judge had information to that effect so he knew that perhaps something from the post-mortem suggested that. Or maybe he's assuming the fact that it took him 58 minutes to come, you know, from the point where the CCTV ended and the point where his, the sat-nav said the van started moving. Maybe he thought that she was in there for 58 minutes. Like I said, police are convinced that's where he killed her. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what I do know is strangulation is a really personal form of of, of killing someone. Because yeah, 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 you're definitely. pretty much looking in the person's you eyes. Are. Unless you strangle them. And it's a eyes. physical... Like, you're feeling... Yeah. You feel in their life ever way in your yeah. hands because you often with strangulation it's it's a male to female. There's not as many recorded female to male. Yeah. Um and you know, there is a degree of strength required for it. Yeah. Um so yeah. Sorry, I've just Googled minimum sentence when they even if it's a life, if they're 
they can be paroled after a minimum of 15 years for life imprisonment. Yeah. So or even if you get life, there's a minimum, there has to be a minimum. Yeah. They term. have to serve. Yeah. So, I just feel like, I don't know, 15, it has to 20 be, years doesn't seem long. 15 is the minimum that they have to. Mm. So then it's obviously the judge's discretion discretion as to based upon obviously there must be certain guidelines but based mm. upon the guidelines as to what you yeah and i agree with that because i think we have to have we we have to have a law and we have to have a fair law that if you do something you get the you know it has to ha- uh what am i trying to say we can't just be willy-nilly, oh, you're going to go away for 40 years, you're going to go away for yeah. 60 years. Yeah, depending on mean? what mood the judge is in. Yeah, 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 yeah. There has to be some sort of guideline, doesn't there, to make it a standardised system to a, to an extent. Yeah. With discretion. But then I also feel like, how the hell are you ever going to standardise it? Because it's always human beings that are involved. And human well, you never are, are you? There's no perfect yeah. system that, that you, can, no. you can put in place hmm. certain... I don't know. What Systems. Yeah. Processes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this case is another, and I didn't really know much about it, like I said, which is, so the reason we're talking about it is because I wanted to, to talk about it because I've not really heard much about it. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, I think it's important to cover cases that are not so. Yeah. And that's, that's what like a lot of the podcasts are doing, like the true crime enthusiast, he likes yeah. covering ones that aren't very well known. Yeah. Um, I we're never going to be a UK based true crime podcast, and we're not going to be focusing solely on true crime. Partly because my goddaughter was listening to our podcast this weekend, and I don't want her listening to true crime because she's eleven, so she listened to dyslexia one, which she liked. Yeah. Um, but, and we've had some really lovely feedback from that podcast. Yeah. So thank you to everyone that's listened. to We that. do appreciate the feedback, and it's really helpful for us if you can give us constructive feedback because we'll do our best to get better. Um. But just going back to this particular case, there's a lot of discussion about how, again, this there wasn't much understanding of the, the domestic violence situation, and he he yeah, did was... that thing. You looked at the law and how in Lithuania you can just change your yeah name yeah the, the process so you can come back quite... into the UK yeah. easily, and it's like Jesus Christ. That's the scary thing. I mean, I suppose you probably could do the same in England. I don't know what the rules yeah. are in England in comparison. I haven't had enough time to go and have a look and compare, but yeah. to change your name, I mean, obviously, if you've done something, it's going to be against your name. So if you then change your name, mm. you're no longer going to be associated with that crime. Perfect for someone that wants to re-enter a country. Mm. I think, I think, yeah, this is where I was a bit like, oh, do we really need biometric data on our passports for entry and exit of the UK and other European countries or the world? What's biometric? So when they, like, check in your retina oh, right. and all that kind of stuff. Because when I went to New York, you know, they were, like, scanning you and taking your bloody fingerprints. And I suppose in that context, I don't really blame them. Yeah. Do I really want a government that that I'm not a resident or citizen of to have my fingerprints? Probably not. But actually, I'm not a criminal, so it's not the end of the world. Um, so I, I kind of feel like, yeah... If we did that, I don't really know. Do they keep your fingerprint data then? Yeah, man. Do they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I assume they keep it for a certain period of time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. I mean, I've changed my name because I've been married twice, so I've changed my main my. Yeah, and name. it's like, and it is a it is, 
like some places are like, yeah, yeah, you've got to do this and you've got to jump through uh, this hoop and that hoop and yeah. the other hoop. Yeah. Other places are like, oh, you changed your name? Yeah, I'll do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So I do understand why it is an issue, but I do feel like, what do you do about these people yeah. who are so determined that they're, they're going to do find it? a way, aren't they? I, th- I think so, yeah. And that's why maybe we need the biometric data. They had the CCTV evidence of him after the fact... But this is the thing. I mean, everyone who likes the idea of CCTV, I don't know that it actually prevents crimes, but it maybe makes it easier to solve crimes. I don't know. Don't know if there's any data to that effect. I might just be taking... I believe so, because the police often appeal for people that have, like, personal CCTV, video mm. recording. Um, they're using a lot of dash cams now to yeah. sort um, to prevent, uh, not prevent crime. I don't think it's maybe a prevention, but it helps with the prosecution. prosecution. But yeah, but you know. but then there's that whole Big Brother idea, isn't there? I that's know, right? Become scary. So that's yeah. a whole other. So so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the whole story. This guy is in jail. He is appealing his sentence. Whether or not that's gone through yet, I don't know. Um, I did have something about. Um, there was a the police. There was a few failures to safeguard, right? Wasn't there? Yeah. So so um, when she was assaulted previously, um, there was a failure by the agencies um, to pass on information, mm. so like social worker agencies that were um, highlighted. Um, so there was some communication failures that that you know. Who knows? Could have prevented it. Could not. Mm. We don't know. Um, the breakdown. There was also a breakdown link between the police national computer and the UK border agency's own databases of wanted people. Yeah. Um, which meant he was not arrested when he returned to the country after skipping bail that first time for yeah. the assaults. So that was um something that was also flagged up. And the final thing they said was that um there was a few other things that they talked about um. But the Cambridgeshire Police said that domestic abuse unit had since been started up at the force and proce- procedures were now put in place mm-hmm. to make officers um, aware of how they can prevent such tra- tragedies happening in the future, which is yeah. quite a positive that we can bring out of this case. Yeah, and I think it's always good to look at the positives because otherwise you spend your whole time just feeling like people are evil. And not everyone's evil. I think in that context of the domestic violence um, unit again I know I'm massively biased because I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding about domestic violence and coercive control and all those kinds of things and I know that when police are involved with domestic cases and they will ask the people who are reporting have you have they threatened to kill you because mm-hmm. that's not normal behavior no uh, even though you know you might say oh, I'm going to kill you in a minute if you don't stop doing that yeah, you know, yeah. that is the context that yeah, people yeah. will say stuff yeah um but then they will ask women or partners or, you know, men, um, do you believe them? Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's important. Do you believe them? Because yeah. she probably thought, Christ, he, if he said to me, said to her son, I'm going to kill mum and put you in a children's home. I think that's probably a threat that I would take quite, quite seriously. I, exactly. Definitely. Um, you know, and I just think that probably... If he'd threatened her and maybe she'd had a bit more support from different agencies, she might have got away from. 
I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy that probably would have got a man yeah. It just maybe would have taken longer. Yeah, sad. Really sad. Um, so, yeah, that's the case of Batalia Baluchi. I can't remember her. How do you pronounce it again, Maya? Balu- uh, Balutavichia. Balutavichia? I think that's how her next group. Balutavichia. Yeah. yeah. Balutavichia. Yeah. And I mean, you look at the pictures of her online and, you, you know, you'll see different videos and stuff. And she's a beautiful, beautiful young woman. And I just think it's really sad. Um, and she was hard working. She was just trying to go about yeah. her life. It's yeah. It's so sad. It is super sad. Um, but it's never, yeah, every... We're finishing up because we, we got interrupted. <laughs> but we realised we were rambling anyway. Yeah. So... We like to finish on a positive, so what's your positive for the week, Miss Maya? Uh, I suppose maybe, uh, I don't know if it's positive, I'm, I've now been offered a full-time job rather than a part-time. Yeah, that's quite nice. They said I've been working really well and they wanted to see if I wanted to take the part-time role. I'm only going to work there for another month, but <laughs> <laughs> extra money is always good, so I suppose that's a positive. Cool. Yeah. And I went camping with my friends and my godchildren and I man I swerved massively. So Friday it rained mm-hmm. all day and I thought, yeah. Oh, you had really good weather, didn't you? I did on Saturday, but Friday it rained all day. So yeah. originally I was gonna put go over to the campsite, put the tent up, yeah, and then sleep on Friday night and then get up and do what we've got to do. But I thought, do you know what, I can't be asked because it's raining and I'm a fair weather camper and I don't care with Judge Mule. Oh, like. I'm putting up a tent in the wind it's and rain. It's so horrible. tedious. So, yeah, my friends were, like, great. So they eventually got from where they live to where I live and by the time they finished putting the tent up, it was, like, 10 o'clock. So the kids were there, like, yeah, we're going to play. And they're like, no, you're not. It's so not. You're going to bed. So they woke up at half two in the morning and their tent was leaking. <laughs> so much rain. Oh, loads and loads yeah, of rain. Yeah, yeah. So that was like half two in the morning, so they were a bit sleep deprived. So then when I stayed on Saturday, I got you know, put tent up and everything. Um my goddaughter was gonna sleep in my tent and she puked in the night after her dad had said she couldn't sleep in my tent. So I was like, Woohoo! I managed to miss the leaking tent and the vomiting goddaughter. <laughs> so I feel like I got the best of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it all. And you looked after my pup, so that was my... I felt really happy that she had some company, even though, sorry, she kept you awake, but... Yeah, she did. She was just... I just think she was unsettled. She was confused as to why I was there and you weren't there. <laughs> she was kind of, like, happy for me to be there. Yeah. But, like, confused why I was there and where everyone else was. Because yeah. Owen was away. Yeah, and we away. never sleep in that front of the No. So it's always yeah, yeah. other people that are staying in there, so... She so, was yeah. very cute. She Every time... She'd wake me up. She'd just like roll over onto her belly and be like, "Tummy rub will do just fine." <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rub your belly, but I will fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> do you know what I always say to Owen? Like, I cut her so much more slack than most humans because if humans woke me up in the night as much as she did, oh yeah, I would just get so annoyed. Yeah, but I um, do. I if Matthew wakes me up, I snap. <laughs> Whereas if Phoebe wakes me up, I'm like, "What's up, little baby?" Oh, I know. <laughs> How can I be of assistance to you, darling? You can't help, though, can you? <laughs> Until it's, like, the 15th time, and then I'm like, fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mum, she's been saying, my poor dog, 
my poor dog is what 15 years old and she is she's knocking on death's door bless yeah. her but she's so cute you can't not love her and my mum in the night is ready to yeah put put her down basically yeah but then in the morning it's you like, just your love is rejuvenated oh, it is it? it's like the light in the sun brings your oh, love back and when they're so old and they really come over to you so slowly and then oh hello and it's like oh they have got a really good line in sad faces though like dogs Such sad, like especially borders phoebe has never in her life had a different face but you somehow imagine oh yeah she's always looked grumpy yeah grumpy and she looks like a man <laughs> The two things. But you love her so much for how ugly she is. You're like, oh, so ugly. She's not ugly. As far as dogs. Like, she's cute, but she looks like a slightly um, unloved teddy bear. Do you know what I mean? Like a scruffy teddy bear. Oh, bless her. A teddy bear that's been left out in the rain for three days. (laughs) (laughs) But so cute. So that's our positives. We love our dogs. Oh, that's the other. That's my real positive. Yeah. Going home, seeing me family, Aww. me island, yeah. and my doggy. Yeah, that was nice. That was really nice, actually. Yeah, yeah. going it home is. sometimes to like your family's just. Yeah, I think it's really easy to look for the negative. So we're trying to finish on a positive, and um, yeah, my mine was camping with my loved ones and getting my husband back because he was away on business this week. So. And then he does one trump, and I think, oh God, go back. <laughs> I know it's so you you look like you're looking forward to having someone back, and then yeah. reality hits. Yeah, trumps are never good. That's like with my mum. My dad was away for about a month, and the night that she got to see him again, everyone was singing his praises, and she was just like, "He can be a grumpy little." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, nice to see you. I haven't seen you for a month, and you're That's already long bringing term. me right back down to yeah, earth." Long term relationship. I love really that. Though, isn't it? That made me laugh so much. So what are we doing next time? Have we decided? I think we're doing cults. Yeah. As a little teaser for you. Yeah. We're going to look at a couple of cults. Yeah, I think we're going to look at something that's maybe not so well known and maybe one that is quite well known and actually do loads of research. I I really struggle to find lots of details about this particular case, but if you want to have a look at it, um, Google it and I'm sure you'll find more yeah. stuff if you've got more time for it I put some of the stuff on social media as we always yeah. do yeah I need to get my Twitter going a bit better but uh, we have been quite busy haven't we the yeah. last week and I'm going to get busier <laughs> yeah so. for the next month but. once again if you've got feedback please let us know and for those of you that have given us feedback thank you very very much and we greatly appreciate yeah. it see you later bye